guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. It's me, Eden. Hi, how are you? Welcome back to the podcast. Whether you are new here or you have been here since 2020, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here to talk all things business, all things personal, and all things in between. This is one of my favorite episodes ever because we have the love of my life, Seth Sanker, on the podcast, and I met Seth through the wedding industry. He started out as a photo friend and quickly became one of my best friends during 2020, which it feels like we have been friends for so much longer. So I've been wanting to have him on the podcast forever because his story is so unique and so inspirational. To know Seth is to love him. If you know me, you know I'm literally, he's the love of my life. I talk to everyone I meet about Seth for at least half an hour to the point where like even dates I've been on, they've been like okay cool and I'm like no no no. you want to see his Instagram like you want to see his TikTok I like I literally will tell them more about Seth than myself I love him so much so he has been on quite the journey of self-discovery and growth and pivoting within his career over the last year and a half so I'm so excited to have him on the podcast to talk about all of that so whether you are a creative a business owner someone looking to pivot out of their career someone who is looking to be more comfortable with themselves and live truly authentically as much as we hate that word this episode is for you we go into so many different things so I'm so excited to have Seth on here. Um, I will let us just get into it. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. As always, leave us a review if you like the podcast. Um, This helps us get more guests on the show. It helps us rank on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, all of that good stuff. And let's go ahead and get into it. Here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Seth. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Everyone, this is Seth Sanker, and not only is he an incredibly talented, amazing human being, but he's also my bestie, so this is going to be a weird episode where my brain tries to be <laughs> professional and also not professional because you're my friend. <laughs> amazing. Very excited to see this uh, side of you, you know? It'll be cute. I know. Um, Can you introduce yourself to all of us here on the podcast for those that don't know you slash don't have TikTok and you haven't shown up on their For You page? Sure. My name's Seth, as as everyone heard. Um, I am a photographer slash content creator. Yeah. I'm So normally before COVID, my main job was wedding photography. That's kind of what I do or did. Do and did. Um, and that's how I know Eden. Um, but since the vid... I've been doing a little bit more content creation because that's something you can do at home and uh, not get COVID. And uh, so, yeah, so now I do kind of queer content, uh, genderless fashion kind of stuff on TikTok and Instagram. Um, But yeah, that's kind of uh, what I do. I live in Chicago, newly Chicago, liver, resident. (laughs) Um, And um, yeah, that's uh, what else do you know about me? I got a dog named Wigby. That's um, the most important and, part, actually, yeah. is Rigby. Pride and joy. Little French bulldog. You guys will love him. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's me. We love to hear it. Okay, give us, like, a background on, like, because I think it's what's, like, fun is I've actually only seen you during this transition. Like, I didn't know you as exclusively a wedding photographer. So that, that to me, is, like, a weird version of you that I can't actually, like, wrap my head around. How long were you shooting weddings? And, like, talk to us a little bit about, like, that because you were in California at that time. You had a team. Tell us all those things. Yeah. Um, so I have been shooting weddings since 2012. Um, so ten, we're coming up on what? 10 years in, like, August. Congrats on yeah. a decade. That's <laughs> insane. 
<laughs> thank you. Thank you. So it's been a really long time. I mean, so I started photography in like high school, um, doing like yearbooky stuff. And that's just kind of like how I got into it and how I started to like it. Um, and then me and my best friend moved back down to Southern California together um, and then just wanted to do something on the side for money because we were poor college kids. Um, and we were already taking like senior portraits and like that sort of thing, kind of like how I feel like how every photographer or wedding photographer gets into the, the industry, if you will. Um, so yeah, was doing like senior portraits, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then one day um, my sister actually asked us to shoot her wedding. So like, sure, why not? Uh, sounds kind of fun. So we shot it. And then we, I think we didn't shoot another wedding for like a year. So that was like the first one. And then um, my cousin got married later and asked us to shoot it. So we did. And then it just, I feel like once you have like one or two, it's just kind of, that's it. And that's your job now. Um, so we had those and then I just kind of word got around. This is like right when Instagram was getting big as well. Like when um, the Explorer page was still the Explorer page, like when everything A was concept. still like truly chronological order. Like it was still like easy Instagram, like anyone could get big on Instagram. Um, so we started using it immediately and implementing it into the business kind of really quickly. We were young, we're cute people, we're fun. Um, so it was like really easy to like market on Instagram. I was like, con- honestly, like target market, whatever. Um, so yeah, we just kind of, kind of, for lack of a better word, whatever blew up on Instagram, just from like a couple posts, because that's how Instagram worked. Worked back, back in the day. In the day. <laughs> like you could Good have, times. I think truly, I had 3,000 followers, I think. And our biggest post ever got 17,000 likes. Um, yeah. I remember and- getting like 10,000 likes on a photo with like less followers than that. And yeah. it was like, nice. <laughs> Whereas like now it's like, I hope a, a thousand people see my post. <laughs> truly, I hope for 0.5%, honestly, yeah. like anything would be phenomenal. Um, so yeah, so that's just kind of like how we ended up getting into the industry. We made a lot of industry friends early on like people that were relatively big in the industry um, kind of helped us out and helped us kind of get to where we were. So I think it was just me and my best friend, Katie, um, and our business name was Seth and Katie at the time. Um, And we were shooting for maybe like five years, just the two of us. Um, And it was cool. Um, We both had our own jobs. We were both still in school. Um, And then it kind of just ended up getting too big for either of us not to be full-time. I think we went our first year, first actual year, we had eight weddings. The next year, I think we had 12. And the year after we had 30. Um, so just kind of was like, I'm sorry, 30 weddings. And I'm trying, like, and I'm in school. We're both in school. Like we both have full-time jobs. Um, it just wasn't really working out. So I was like, I'll do it. Like I'll go full-time. I, I work at Starbucks. Like I had finished school, but I didn't like the industry that I was in. So I was like, ah, why not? Like I'll go full-time. Um, so I did. Uh, and then it was still mine and Katie's business for maybe like two more years. And then I just kind of wanted to pick up volume. I was like, well, this is my full-time job. <laughs> uh, we should probably be doing more. Um, so I think we had 30, 35 for a couple of years. And then eventually we kind of got big enough that I, we were getting in enough inquiries and I was saying no to enough, like multiple dates and like whatever, like for whatever reasons, I didn't want to shoot it. I was like, you know what, let's get a team, you know? So I had one other friend that did wedding photography um, and she was going to her grad program and she didn't want to like book her own stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, bro, come on over. I love you. Make me some money, honestly. 
Um, so yeah, so I, I added her onto the team. Katie was getting a bit more busy. So that's kind of when we made the shift for it to just kind of be my business is when we added on Jenna and then Katie was going into grad school. So it was just kind of both of them had a lot on their plate. So I was like, I'll take all of it. So we switched the business name to Seth and Co, Seth and Company. Um, and then it was kind of all mine after that. Um, so Jenna, Katie and I were shooting maybe like 50, 60 weddings a year for like two years. Um, and then COVID happened. <laughs> uh, and then we were shooting no one. And then we were shooting none. <laughs> okay. This is where we become friends. So this yes. is now the timeline that I'm comfortable with. I like didn't know any of that before. Like I did, but I didn't like witness it. Okay. So COVID hits, as we all know, all weddings get canceled. We're all mm, not sure like where to go. So we, most people know now you're influencing your TikTok famous. How did this start? Like COVID starts. How did you like start creating this content? Like what was the thought process? Just tell us the origin story of queer icon says taker on TikTok. My favorite is when I show people, my favorite is when I repost your photos too. And then like later if I'm hanging out with someone, they're like, oh, I love that photo you reposted. I'm like, oh yeah, that's my friend Seth. And they're like, you know him? And I'm like, oh yeah, (laughs) he sleeps in my bed all the time. (laughs) I FaceTime him every day. Yes, correct. It is like weird. I like, I still don't see myself as anything more than like, I don't know what I have been. So it's like interesting because like even Katie, my friend that lives here in Chicago, um, she was like in an elevator or something with like a coworker and their coworker was like, so on their Instagram and they're like, oh my gosh, have you ever seen this person before? Like they're Stop. amazing. And Katie was like, that's my best friend. And they're Shut like, up. what? And they're like, yeah, like literally he just moved here. And it's just, it's so, it's so interesting because I still don't feel like that person at all. Um, but it's like crazy that like people see me as something like, yeah well, like I think that's like what's that so cool about TikTok like that's what's so cool about TikTok is like so many people are like famous famous people now but they're just people like they're literally yeah. just like and even like literally a year and a half ago they were just like very normal people so yeah okay so tell us yeah how did this all get started because I know it kind of started on Instagram moved over to TikTok walk us through the whole thing for sure I feel like a lot of wedding photographers like past a certain point we just kind of start thinking about an exit plan like that's just Mm -hmm. kind of the the life cycle of being a wedding photographer um and I was there (laughs) shooting far too much and I was like it's time to go we're done um so I was kind of trying to figure out what would be the easiest way out like I was thinking of like what I've previously done which was like coffee and then I also went to school for fashion um so I was like maybe I can go back into fashion Um, but I was also like, I know the internet really well. Like I've been on the internet for ever since Instagram started. Um, so like, I feel like I could maybe do something in that realm. And that's when I was like, you know what, maybe like I'll attempt influencing. So even before COVID I had started on our photography page, I had started like posting more photos of myself and just like personal stuff or just like what I was doing, what I, where I was traveling, whatever. Um, just to kind of like think maybe that I could do it and see like where it would go, how the following would take it, like if they would like it. And it honestly started doing really well. Photos of me started doing better than any other work. Um, and it was just like, not even like self portraits or anything interesting. It was just like, I had a friend take a picture of me in an alley somewhere. Um, Mm. and it was doing significantly better than my work. Um, so I was like, "Mm, well, let's, let's see. 
kind of like how that goes. So I was still like doing a couple things, like personal posts. I think I was doing a personal post every like three to five posts just to kind of keep that in there. And also I tell everyone like your business should be pretty personal anyway. So you should do it either way if you're trying to influence or not. But so I was already doing that and then COVID started and I was like, well, crap. Um, Like I need to keep my following interested um, like I can't lose all these people over COVID and I'm not just going to post old work. Like I could, obviously, but I was like, how long can I post old work? I, I have no clue. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, like let's kind of figure out what I want to do. Um, originally also, I guess kind of side backstory, whatever. Um, also in 2012, when Instagram had started, I got big on Instagram doing self-portraits. Um, it was kind of like mm-hmm. back in the Tumblr days when every 18, 14 to 18 year old was taking self portraits. Oh yeah. Uh, (laughs) So bad times, but good times, you know? So like I did a lot done. I'd done a lot of self portraits. Um, And I was like, well, let's like go back to that. Let's like do a little bit more of that. Those were fun. I enjoyed it. I'm much better at photography now. Um, Like I can figure it out decently well. So yeah, I just uh, started doing self portraits. I want to say every day. I, I did them. I feel like you were cranking them yeah. out. Yeah. It was it was kind of wild to, to say the least, honestly. But it was like, I was like, I just need something to not go crazy thinking about this goddamn pandemic. Like I, I will, it will be mm-hmm. the end for me if I only think about not going outside. Like, and this was in the beginning when literally we all, I don't think I left my house for three months, like in the very beginning. Yeah. Um, like, I think we got all of our groceries delivered even. Like, I just didn't leave. So I was like, okay, let's do this. I need something to not go crazy. Like, I just, let's let's go. So I started doing it. And like, everyone, I had a lot of photographer followers. So they're all like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, how are you doing this? Whatever. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. The homies like it. And I was enjoying it. Like, I wasn't even doing anything crazy. I was putting up a paper backdrop. And shooting myself on yeah it. I was gonna say I feel like these started out like really simple and then mm-hmm. we've just watched you like <laughs> ramp up significantly yeah kind of kind of wild honestly so yeah it was like paper stuff I was finding trying to find like a cute outfit this was also in my head at the time still like okay well I'm just going to maybe be like a fashion influencer like maybe that's what I'm doing so let's just find a cute outfit pose cool with it like I know how to pose I was in fashion like I know fashion photography let's just kind of figure this out um, so that's kind of still what I was doing then. And it was really simple, really easy. And then I was like, you know what, bitch, I'm gay. I was, I, what am I doing? I was like, there's enough just like male fashion influencers out there. Like I need something else. Like, I mean, I feel like in any business, you like, you obviously need to find a way to differentiate yourself and like whatever. And I was like, that's something big, obviously like that can make me marketable. Um, and I was like, okay, let's just play on that. So I started doing um, like makeup-y things. Um, mm-hmm. Not even like crazy, like sort of like uh, one color of eyeshadow on my eyeballs or something. Um, and then I, there was one post that like honestly was the reason why I started doing what I'm doing. I just, I owned a pair of heels and I'd owned them for a long time. Um, I, I didn't, I'm trying to like think why I even owned them and I don't really know, but I had them. And I never wore them. I might've like had them for, I honestly, I couldn't tell you, but I had them and I was like, okay, let's shoot in them. Like, this is like a good 
thing to be like, hey, like people can do what they want. People can wear what they want. And this wasn't even things I was actually doing like a lot. Like I owned a couple like femme pieces in my wardrobe. I owned these heels, um, but I was like, okay, let's let's post in these and like kind of see how it goes. Um, so I did two outfits for that shoot. I did um, just mean like a slip dress. And then the other one was like more of a mask fit where I just wore like a striped button up that I used to wear constantly and jeans and then the heels. And that posted really well for me at the time. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So like people received it really well. It was like my most shared post ever. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's kind of figure out like what, what's happening like within this realm. And I, I really liked that. And I was like, okay, let's buy a couple more like femme pieces. Let's kind of see what I can do within this. And I bought like a couple skirts. Um, I think it honestly only started with skirts. That's kind of all I had. Um, mm-hmm. And then... So I, I did a shoot in a kilt, actually, and that one also did really well. And I just kind of kept going down that lane. And then kind of what got me all the way into it is my pride post. I did a post where I was just in a corset. I bought a corset. I was in a corset. And then I just had a f- like flags, rainbow flags, pride flags as a skirt. And uh, I wanted to do something for pride. So that's what I decided to do. So I posted it and it did uh, very well. Um, again, I think my most shared post ever at the time I most liked. It was like my first post on that account that got like over a thousand likes. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. I'm really excited. Um, so I kind of kept going down that route. I'd posted that shoot onto TikTok and it kind of blew up on TikTok. I want to say maybe like a million views, which was like weird um, because my TikToks were like, I feel like for most people who are starting on TikTok, but like every TikTok had like, I don't know, 200 views. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, cool. So that one, I th- I almost immediately, I think got a million views. Um, and I was like, oh, crazy. So I kept posting my shoots on TikTok for the pride shoots I was doing. I did like two or three more and they did relatively well. But yeah, so then I kept doing self-portraits on Instagram um, of just like kind of anything I was doing uh it was like a lot of still like kind of trying to find myself in like this like femme clothing and like genderless fashion this whole thing because I started doing it and I just really liked it I was like this is fun I like what I look like in these clothes I like what I feel like in these clothes like the way I'm expressing myself is like I felt more like myself than I ever have really I was like this is amazing I love this so I was just like let's just like explore this and if it's on the internet it's on the internet like that is what it is so I kind of just like Mm -hmm. kept doing that on Instagram as far as like fashion and like that sort of stuff and then on TikTok (laughs) the the I realized the flag thing did really well so I did one more thing with it um and it was like a trending transition at the time um and I like did a transition into the flag dress and it got uh, I think six million views I was gonna say I feel like yeah it got like six or seven million views yeah because I remember watching it (laughs) It was so weird to be like, okay, cool. Like it, it got to like a hundred thousand, like dope. And then it just like kept climbing and climbing and climbing and climbing. Like it was like, it was, it made no sense, honestly, how quickly that video went viral. But I was like, okay, I see what the people want. Um, so yeah, I, that was, I, I think right after that, I did another thing in the pride flag thing and it also did well, not as good. Um, and then I just kind of kept doing them. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a little series on TikTok where I start making dresses out of pride flags. Um, Initially, I was just doing the rainbow pride flag. And then it wasn't even my idea. Someone asked, they're like, hey, can you do the bi flag? Like, can 
whatever. And I was like, yeah, why not? Um, so I did the buy flag and then obviously people started asking for more and more and all these videos were getting like millions or like close to a million views. Um, and then I think I went from like maybe 10 K on TikTok to like 250 in like a couple weeks, uh, 250 K, um, which was like insane. I was like, wow, this is wild. No, I literally <laughs> remember watching this in real time being like, is he breaking the internet? Like <laughs> what is happening? Like the growth that you saw. So like, I've never seen something grow so quickly on the internet. Yeah. It was so wild. It was honestly like one of the craziest experiences like I've ever really gone through in my life. And it was also interesting because it was like such a new side of myself that I wasn't like that I hadn't even really explored yet. It was just like, something that the internet was interested in and as like a business person entrepreneur whatever obviously I was like I'm just gonna like run with this um but it was like so interesting having to do all these things and also like process my femininity in my head at the same time Um, yeah that's what I want (laughs) to I want to ask more about that because from it's it's been like cool to like have you be like one of my best friends and to like watch it from a business standpoint and like a friend standpoint because it's I don't think we I don't know a lot of internet famous people so I don't really know what they're like in real life whereas like you I've gotten to like watch you do this from a business standpoint which has been really really cool to like watch and like see happen but also to like I feel like I've seen you personally change so much in the last year and a half in the cutest, best ways (laughs) that just make me so proud and happy. So like, what was that kind of like to, I don't know. I just like, I think of like, when I first met you, you didn't wear any like femme presenting clothing. And like, I know it took a while for you to get there. And how do you feel like it was processing that and coming, like becoming more comfortable with that and like expressing yourself publicly in that way? while also yeah dealing with the internet fame that was like the most you grew so fast I feel like there wasn't even time to like build up to it it literally was like one week you had 200 views and the next week you had millions you didn't really get like a transition period to like grow accustomed to it it just blew up yeah no it was as far as like exploring myself like it was what like the most that I've done in a really long time like I feel like queer people (laughs) Um, we have like one kind of area where it's like, okay, I've done that. And now that's it. Like that was, that was fun. I've explored myself. I've kind of found myself out and I think I found it. I figured it out and I am myself. Thank God. Yay. Like I can be what I want to be. Um, but then, then like even past that, you still have like all this like internalized homophobia, all this stuff that you've built up from just like years and years of been like being told that whatever you are is incorrect. Um, so like, I was like, cool, I can like boys. That's amazing. Thank God for that. And I like that about myself. Um, so it was like a whole nother thing to be like, oh, weird. Like I <laughs> like wearing quote unquote girl clothes. Like I like women's clothing. Um, and I like the way it makes me feel. I like the way it makes me look. Um, and then like, obviously having to deal with society <laughs> yeah. in real life. But I do think that like COVID made it a little bit easier for me to like explore it at home because I couldn't go anywhere else. So like, I was like, cool, like I can do this here. But then on like the flip side of that, it was also like, well, I've never done this in public ever. Like, and I don't know what it's like in public. I'm scared shitless to be out 
looking like this anywhere like this terrifies me I remember when we started hanging out I think you guys asked like why I don't dress this way in public and I was like do you do y'all know what a hate crime is like (laughs) I'm like (laughs) I'm terrified of just getting like beat up in the streets yeah like which is like yeah yeah and I was like it's like that and then it's also just like my own thing like I've obviously worked through being gay but then like working through being effeminate or like presenting feminine is also like a whole nother thing because we're also obviously brought up with this whole like men are this women are this or even like nowadays or even like non-binary is this like I feel like everything has its own area you can be in and I was like I don't (laughs) I'm not in any of that like I don't know what any of that means to me right now like I'm like I I I I have this like other side of me and then I I know kind of who I am like around the people I like and like whatever um so it's like this uh, it was like a lot to kind of just bring it all together and like figure out how to be both because obviously like I enjoyed both sides um but I was also like trying to suppress my femininity and like that sort of thing so it was like an interesting process to kind of go through and like figure out especially at 26 um like being like oh weird gender and gender expression and like all this stuff is a concept that I didn't really think about I think that's like a new idea um or like there's it's not a new idea there's like new words for it that we didn't have before um so it's like cool like I'm I'm a dude but like I I obviously am like relatively feminine um but I don't know what that means like I don't really understand like I just like that's just who I am um so it's like interesting being on the internet especially on TikTok with such a younger audience and then being like oh like there's these options like there's these other things that you can possibly be in, like, whatever. And I was like, oh, weird. And it's also interesting, like, being a role model for these kids, but, like, trying to figure out on your own, like, what you're doing. And these children are like, oh, my gosh, like, finally someone like me. Like, this is, like, what I've been waiting for forever. Like, a, a POC, like, whatever, not skinny. And, like, gender non-conforming and I was like I don't even know what gender non-conforming means like I I'm <laughs> I'm confused as to what you children are saying I'm a role model for um so it was like it was crazy trying to be like I want to be this for these kids but I don't even know what this is it was a very interesting process and even still like these kids will like message me I'm um, just like like thank you for for this like it's amazing seeing another um non-binary person on the internet um like doing what you're doing and like whatever and then like in my head I'm like I don't even know if I'm non-binary like I don't even know what I am at all so it's just like a crazy process and like I'm still kind of going through it even being I think I've been doing it for a year now um yeah going on too so it's just like it's been it's been a bit a a bit of a whirlwind that wonderful 26 years old trying to refigure myself out that yeah kind of a lot (laughs) kind of a lot at once do you feel like there was like a specific moment or shift where you like did start feeling more comfortable in it. I think how you dress and like express yourself now is so vividly different than like when I first met you. Do you feel like there was a distinct point where you like felt comfortable making that shift, at least like in a public setting? That's a, that's a good question. I think I don't, I I tell a lot of people like they'll message me and be like, Hey, like, how do I get more confident doing this? And like, whatever. And I tell them, I was like, just if you don't want to do it in public, just do it in your house. Like find all these things that make you feel beautiful or attractive or lovely or whatever. Um, and do it in your house and like take photos and like 
whatever. And I tell everyone to do that because that's like kind of my process or like what I mm-hmm. did. Cause I honestly think like taking pictures of myself and like looking at myself after like, damn, I'm hot. Like I look amazing in this what weird and then like even getting obviously like the what's it called the uh from other people uh hmm. like reassurance like yeah feedback. like yeah. the affirmation really mm-hmm. um on the internet doing like damn like you look awesome like this is amazing and like that whole situation really did help me a lot be like okay like I can do this outside like obviously there's people that are not gonna like it and I there's people that don't like it on the internet like I also experience that so I'm like if I could if I could deal with people being like kill yourself you're disgusting and ugly on the internet I was like what's someone gonna do to me in person like yeah they can beat me up but like truly in like these big cities whatever I don't think that's really gonna happen that much um but yeah so it was just like taking all these pictures of myself seeing all these videos of myself in these clothes and like feeling beautiful and like like dang I look awesome like I I know how to dress my body like I know what I'm doing with like these pieces that like technically I'm not allowed to wear um but damn I look good so like for me it was really just like being able to see myself on like a computer screen or in videos and mm-hmm. be like dang like if I was someone else like and I just saw this like damn that person looks amazing like I want to be that person um so I was like I I need to do this outside because obviously like the internet is one thing but like people seeing it in public is something like completely different and it's like obviously helping like people or non-binary people or gender non-conforming gender queer people be more visible like it's repetition is is uh is something that honestly like like really got my confidence up just like kept doing it kept buying things that I like kept just like trying new stuff um and I was like okay cool I can do this in public my friends were like bro like just you look awesome like I'll fight people um and then I just started doing it a little bit more still like in a masculine way so I just wear like a skirt but I'd still like try and make it a little more palatable for the outside um and like people obviously like as expected no one said anything like I just think it's just like something that obviously is just like internalized that's like I'm scared like yeah which is obviously like valid um but like I was like I ended up doing it a couple times and I heard nothing and if I did hear anything I was like oh damn like you look dope like nice skirt dude or like things like that so I was like you know what let's do it um, so I just started kind of doing it more and more and trying to get more and more into like femme stuff and like not obviously it doesn't matter what other people think but it is just terrifying um, so it was just like you know what like if I feel safe enough and I'm in an area that I don't think anyone's gonna like do anything to me I'll do it and like I, there's a little neighborhood right down the street from me um, and is where I hang out most of the time um, and I'll go in anything like I don't even care like I'm not scared at all um, and just like going to certain areas and like I, I obviously need to be careful and like a lot of queer presenting people need to be careful in certain spaces and that's just unfortunately life um which sucks a lot but yeah so like I just think and uh, being in queer spaces has also helped so much to be like I can do whatever I want because all these people are gonna yes queen me the house down boots whatever and it, and it feels so fucking good like and just to be around other queer people and to like express yourself however you want and like for these people to see you and like, you know, I'm gonna do that next time. It's just like, it's like a dope little um, experience. Cute. How do you think, okay, because you moved to Chicago in August, you were in Southern California before. Do you feel like that's been like a big shift for you in what you felt comfortable? Like, 
I feel like I've just seen you like experiment even more and more and like push the boundaries of like what you're doing even more since you moved to Chicago. What was that kind of like, like mindset wise, leaving your hometown, moving to a new city? Like, do you feel like that's kind of changed the way that you've been approaching things? I made like myself a lot of promises when I moved here to Chicago and like what I wanted to do for myself and like what this meant for me. Um, I, I lived in California my almost entire life, my formidable years. Um, and I was like, all right, y'all, it's time. It's time for something else. I need a change. Like I'm feeling stagnant here. I don't feel like I'm growing. I just, I, I need anything, something and anything. And I've always loved Chicago. I've always visited and felt at home enough. Um, so I was like, you know, what? let's do it. I know there's a big queer scene there. Uh, I want to go. So like before I left, it was just like, I told myself, I was like, I want to like better myself. I want to explore more of myself. I just want to allow myself to be whoever I want to be. These people don't know me. I can be a completely new person or just like a better me. Obviously I don't need to be a new person, but I was like, I have nothing to lose. I'm in a new place with new people. Um, I can do whatever I want. So yeah, I just think I, I explored much more of myself since moving here. I feel more comfortable in this area. I lived in a small town. So obviously like it's hard to feel comfortable going out in certain things or expressing yourself in a certain way. Um, so yeah, since coming here, I'm just like, I, I own the world. I rule the world and I love it here. I'm in like a better headspace. Um, so yeah, I definitely think moving and like holding myself accountable for what I wanted the move to be um, has definitely helped me be a lot more comfortable. And then also just even diving into influencing a bit more since I've been here um, has kind of helped me be a bit more comfortable with it too, just because I like, I have to try new things because that's the internet. <laughs> like mm -hmm. you just have to stay relevant. You have to keep doing new things. You have to like, you can't, people can't get bored of you. Like you just have to keep doing stuff, um, which for me is like awesome because like, this is all new for me anyway. So it's like, you know what? I can literally explore anything. I can do anything. And people are like, you know what? Dope. Like we love to just see you living. And I'm like, doing I love things. this. Yes. And I love to see me doing things too. Um, so yeah, I definitely think the move has kind of like given me like the push that I needed um, to just explore myself in a way that I wouldn't or couldn't back home and like around family and around like everyone I knew that has known me since I was like seven. I like that. What has been like your favorite part of like the last year and a half? yeah just your favorite part in general because I feel like there's just been so much like it's been so crazy to watch like what has been your favorite part of all of it um I think or like one of the big things for me was being the TikTok trailblazer for pride month I was gonna say that was mine <laughs> <laughs> that was honestly oh, like wild that made no sense in my head and it still honestly doesn't like I'm like wait what and it was like crazy because I was nominated by someone like it wasn't just like they found me or like whatever I think it was someone at TikTok um that had nominated me or a previous trailblazer and I was like that like makes zero sense that e I even got nominated and then like I did the interview process and I was like I'm probably not gonna get it like but it's cool that I like at least got to do an interview like that's wild to me because there's so many queer creators out there um and I was just like yay I got I got an interview and then when I got it, I was like <laughs> and like I was like this makes no sense but I was like this is 
awesome. Like I, I was so excited. I was like all this hard work and all these things that I've been doing have obviously like accumulated to something like tangible. It's not even tangible, but it was like, an, like getting an award is like really what it felt like. Um, say your, like, your face on a billboard in Los Angeles felt pretty tangible <laughs> to me. <laughs> that was wild. And I also love that we like waited there. Like I was, we were sitting there and I was like, oh, it's not coming up. I think they took it down already. It's fine. And when I showed up, I was like, mm, that makes no sense. And that, that was honestly wild. That, that picture was my background for a while. Cause I was like, wow. I was on a billboard, not even like a small billboard, you know, like the tiny little. No, like a giant electronic billboard, your face. That was wild. But yeah, I would say like that was probably one of like the craziest things ever to happen. And because of that, like things had happened like after, like we were in like a, we were on Nylon Magazine, I think. We were just like on the publication I did like a collaboration with Paper Magazine, which was wild to me because I've always loved Paper Magazine. Um, And just like things like that had happened like just because of that. I did a collaboration with Oreo. Like like after that, I started getting bigger names, which was like insane to me. Like I always thought I'd just work with like cute little small businesses, which I like. Um, But yeah, just like bigger and bigger things. But yeah, that and then my move here um, are like two of my highlights from the past year it's also crazy to think that that pride thing happened this year or like last year like that felt like feels like so long ago so long ago and then just like being able to explore myself like it's it's been such an interesting process and to like explore parts of yourself that are like so quote-unquote taboo in society is crazy and um like feels so weird it's like doing it during COVID was like an interesting thing, but I also think it was like helpful because I didn't have to do it out in public. Um, But no, it was like such a wild ride to be like, oh yeah, like this is part of me, even though I've like been trying to like suppress all of this for so long. Um, And then just to like finally feel somewhat comfortable. I didn't want to say I'm hundred percent comfortable um, because I like, I still have days that are hard for me and just days I'm like, I don't want this. Like, this is not something like not that it's not something that I that's a part of me just like I like this part of me scares me or like I want to be attractive or like I want to be like all these things and like this hasn't been in the media or around as attractive and like me just trying to like relearn and unlearn all of that and just like no I'm hot for me like I don't need to be hot for all these like dumb standards that like society has put on all of us and like to literally like truly actually like see photos of myself dressed femme or femme presenting and be like, damn, like, no, I'm fucking hot. Like I am beautiful. Who knew? And then like, even now, as I've like, I've told a lot of people, like, I like my, di- like, I like my, like the di- dichotomy, is that right? Or like, just like the duality of myself. Like I like that I can be hyper feminine and then just like present like a normal looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I like that about myself. So it's also been like really fun even doing like the self-portraits that I do where like one's like hyper feminine and then one's just like normal or just like masculine or like my normal self like every day. Mm-hmm. It's been a fun experience to realize that I'm attractive. Yes. Uh, and just like a, a good a good lesson in like self-love and just loving yourself despite whatever societal norms have been put onto you. I think 
when we shot together, it was far way before I even really thought I was that attractive in femme clothing. But um, you asked me for like a letter to myself and I would just, I think I just said like, your, your sexuality is like valid, your gender expression is valid and like your skin, like your brown skin is valid. And that's like something that's been so hard for me to even like comprehend that I said to you. <laughs> um or that I even felt um and but like truly now like it really is something that I feel every day I'm like damn I'm gorgeous because of all of these things that society has told me are not correct or not attractive or like not for you know everyone else but like truly like I feel like those are the things that make me the most attractive and the most beautiful and the most fun and whatever um so yeah it's been it's been a fun it's a fun it's been a fun process to really go down that that rabbit hole um but it's been lovely you know uh yes I'm like I'm not gonna get emotional but I have been like so proud of you it's been such a like honor to watch you really just become more and more you I think that's been like my favorite part is like to just watch you get like so much more comfortable and confident in like doing everything that you want to and like make such big moves. Like, I just feel like even when I met you, like it felt like you moving wouldn't even be like in the realm of possibility. Like it was so cool to see you like become so much more confident and then move across the country and then like keep pushing the boundaries of everything. So I hope, you know, I'm just so proud of you and I love you so much. Thanks. Oh my gosh. I love I love you I, so much. I love you so much. <laughs> Not me on every date I go on talking about you for half an hour and then being like, so is this like, is, have you guys like dated? And I'm like, no, <laughs> but I will ask him to marry me at some point. Mm-hmm. So I just need that to be clear and on the table. <laughs> um, okay. So we end every podcast episode by asking what like the best piece of advice is that you've ever been given. It's dumb advice. It's not dumb. It's just like the most cliche thing. And you'll hear it in every like marketing class, every business, like <laughs> every, every, anything, anywhere. But like, it really is like the only advice I ever give literally anyone that wants to do anything in like influencing anything, not even just influencing, but literally anything. And just like truly a hundred percently, like be yourself <laughs> because like, that's all anyone is really looking for like even just like in like regular life or like a regular job I've gotten all of my jobs outside of this just from like having a personality like just like being someone that people want to like be around or like whatever so I just think like especially in social media you have to be yourself like that's the only way to make it in like this sort of industry but like truly being 100% authentically unapologetically you will get you so much further than anything else. I mean, like, look at what I've done (laughs) in a year. And that's just like literally just from like being me and exploring more of myself. Um, And I think like most people, if you see anyone that just kind of like have like a crazy upward trajectory, it's just like, you can literally just like take it to a point where they're like, oh, they like literally decided to be whatever they wanted to be. And they're fucking famous as shit. Fucking Miley Cyrus, bro, was like famous already. And then she went dummy famous, like getting a fucking mullet and doing whatever the hell she wanted to do. Like, and I think that's just like most people that you look at, just like do whatever you want. And like the people that like it will find you and they'll be 
dummy loyal to you and they'll follow you forever. Um, and the people that don't like it, whatever. Like, I feel like everyone in business says like, if you're repelling people, you're doing something right. Like if people don't mm-hmm. like you, then you're doing amazing. You've done it um, well. <laughs> thumbs up to you. So yeah, I just think being truly and unapologetically you and just like exploring whatever you want to explore, like not being afraid to do stuff um, just because you own a business or like you're on whatever, doing whatever. Um, you shouldn't like want, like fear trying new things just because you have like something already. So yeah. I love that. That's great advice. <laughs> Thanks, baby. Of all right. Well, where can people find you on the interwebs? I'll link all your things in the show notes, but for anyone that wants to follow you ASAP, where can they find you on the internet? For sure. Um, TikTok, Instagram, it's uh, my handle is Seth Sanker. My last name is S-A-N-K-E-R. And then on Twitter, it's the opposite. It's Sanker Seth. And I think that's all I I have. Yeah, That's all the platforms. (laughs) All right. Well, I love you. Thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing all these cutie little stories and nuggets of wisdom. Um, I'm so glad you finally came on. I'm so happy. I love you. Thanks. Thank, I'm, I'm very glad we finally did this. So Me too. Same. We, we managed <laughs> a few technical difficulties, but we did it. True. All right. Well, thank you for coming on and thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time.